It's easy to be average. You know it as well as I know it. It takes a little something to be special, Don. It takes a little something special to be a great player. We don't have enough great players. To hell with that! We don't want to coach average. I don't want to be around you. Why be around average? proud of our young people in the classroom, in the community, and most especially in 310 days in Ann Arbor, Michigan, on the football field. Three things. Number one, the team that hits the hardest and the longest, the team that starts the fastest, and the team is too damn smart to make mistakes. If you take it to them, if you don't make mistakes, and you keep taking it to them, hell, there's no question who win. It's time for the best Buckeye podcast. By fans, for the fans, where they hate that team up north as much as you do. It's time for the OHIO Podcast. OH! Hi, oh, and welcome back to the OHIO Podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Buckeye Boggs. That man over there is the wild man, Chris Wilds. And our special guest this evening, that's right, it's JR from the Big Ten Huddle. JR, before we get into all the niceties and everything, thank you so much for joining us. Where can everybody find you? Because here in about 40 minutes, you head stage left you got your own show to do yeah so at nine o'clock i have the big 10 huddle at nine o'clock on youtube head on over there we appreciate it if you go over there and i got some juicy stuff to talk about over there with uh that team up north so you can find me over there on youtube and also if you want to follow me on twitter the big 10 huddle there and also if you want my exclusive like only ohio state stuff i don't try to be fair i don't try to be unbiased i'm purely all ohio state JR's underscore rankings on Twitter. JRS underscore rankings on Twitter. Thank you, JR. We follow both of those and enjoy your work. Uh, if you follow us on Facebook and Twitter, uh, we repost, or X, I should say, we repost the Big Ten Huddles uh, weekly power rankings and top 25 rankings that JR uh, puts out. He accumulates all that data from all of uh, the shows on Big Banter and comes up with those, and we repost those on our social media, so we, we appreciate that. So, that being said, <coughs> I see you, Jay. We'll get there in a second. That being said, uh, we are a part of Big Banter Sports. Head on over to BigBanterSports.com. Check out all of the great podcasts that you will see there from all 14 Big Ten schools. About to be 18 here very soon, including some basketball podcasts if you're into that kind of thing. We are also the official Ohio State podcast of Scarlet and Game, which is brought to you by Fansided. Go over to ScarletandGame.com, read some great articles, some written by myself and other great writers that you can keep up to date on all of your Ohio State stuff. Now, we're going to talk about this Rutgers game in just a minute, guys. But yes, Jay, we have another special guest. Connor Stallions. Stallions is, is in the sunglasses. <laughs> oh, Jay, he's always bringing us the good stuff. Oh, yes. Uh, yes, another one. CJ went off today. Yes, he did. That was just uh, an amazing game. Brian Oberst bringing that up as well. Yeah, Larry Agrian, he's asking if that's Connor up there in the corner. <laughs> so, guys, we're going to get into the game uh, with Rutgers in just a minute. But we, when you have a guest on like JR, and, and, and he's, he's, he's more plugged into the Big Ten than what, what Chris and I are. Now, we, we are from the sense of we're covering the best team in the Big Ten, uh, that being the Ohio State University. But there are 13 other teams, one of which is our bitter rival, who is steeped, you could say, in a mountain of controversy. JR, get us up to speed on where we're at with what's going on, number one. And number two, what kind of juice can you bring tonight that maybe the listeners don't know about? All right, well, I have a lot of juice, and unfortunately, I can't share all of it because I, I did tell the person that I know this stuff from that I would keep it kind of under wraps, and I know Michigan fans that, you know, will say, oh, you don't actually have a source on Twitter because they hate me for it, because guess what? At the end of the day, I tell them the truth, not what their stupid media wants them to say, what ScamWeb and all those guys are trying to push over there. So 
if I have anything to tell you guys about the team up north, it's that Jim Harbaugh has coached his last game at Michigan for the rest of the season. What? That is okay. very, that- very likely. Okay, I'm not going to say it's 100%, but the plan right now for the Big Ten, the plan right now for the Big Ten is that they want to suspend Jim Harbaugh indefinitely. They want to suspend him indefinitely until the NCAA investigation is over. Now, of course, the NCAA investigation is not going to wrap up a week from now, right? That takes way, way, way too long. Uh, And so Michigan, what they want to do to try and counteract this is is they want to put in an injunction to make it so that it puts it off for the – you know, rest of the season, basically, because those take forever as well. However, if Michigan does that, they would they would bring themselves and the rest of the Big Ten up into discovery in the court of law, which means Connor Stallions, which means Jim Harbaugh, which means Ward Manuel, which means Jesse Minter, all of these guys. And it's just in addition to other head coaches like Ryan Day, Greg Schiano, guys like that. But it would bring all of these guys on stand in trial under oath to answer any and every question that the lawyers have to ask. Now you tell me, is Jim Harbaugh going to want to get up there on that stand and talk about everything that he knows under Jim, oath? Jim Harbaugh in a court of law might be better than what night court was. Right. And, that- and I'm, and again, that's, that's a reference that Chris will get right there. <laughs> Jim Harbaugh has definitely got a Dan Fielding feel about him. Oh, shoot. So that's insane. Just a little bit twisted. That's insane. I don't want to say it's 100%. So, you know, and and I was wrong about one thing yesterday on Twitter. But here's the thing. If I'm ever wrong about something, I'll always be honest with you guys and say, hey, here's what I thought. It didn't turn out to happen. Uh, On this, I'm pretty doggone confident that this is going to happen and that Michigan is going to try to counteract it, but they're going to get scared and not do it. Because like I said, Connor Stallions, who didn't want to talk to, you know, the NCAA, he's not going to want to get on trial. And yeah, but Connor, Connor wrote a nice letter where he basically said, I did all of this and, and and Jim didn't know any of it. Yeah. There's a difference between writing that to the press and saying it when perjury charges are pending or, 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 or are possible. Yeah. You, you know, and as a public university, they can't hide the way that Northwestern did. Right. They really can't. All this is going to come out if it ends up in court. Everything. Correct. All right, JR, this is from Nick Quint. Do you think the meeting with the other coaches and ADs had any effect on this outcome? Oh, 100%. I don't think, from what I heard, the AD that was going into that meeting, that the person that I know serves going into this – they knew that Tony Petiti was getting ready to do nothing, that he was convinced he would do nothing. And you guys have to understand who Tony Petiti is and who he works for. He works for the presidents and the high-level administrators of these schools. So when the majority of these presidents and these high-level administrators and the athletic directors, coaches don't matter so much. I mean, they do because they affect their athletic directors. But when they come to Tony Petiti and say, this needs to happen, guess what? Tony Petiti is making things happen for his job, right? I mean, yes, it'd be really, really nice if Tony Petiti can get us good contracts, but at the end of the day, you know, just like how, what's his name in the NFL, Roger Goodell serves the owners of the NFL, Tony Petiti is serving the presidents and the high-level administrators of the Big Ten. So President Ono can write as many letters as he wants saying, nothing's going to happen because we back Jim Harbaugh. Guess what? He's one president. And if the other 13 presidents want something, it's going to happen. Yeah. You know, especially when you have like the president of Michigan state and the president of Northwestern basically firing their coaches for, for now I understand they're different scenarios, but they were, were held to a standard, right? There's a standard. They feel that those coaches aren't meeting that standard, that they are going to release that coach. And then here you have, Michigan's coach caught cheating, call it like it is. You can deny it all you want. Like, there's video proof, there's evidence. And, and by the way, golf clap to Ryan Walters. 
Oh, yeah. Ryan Walters did not back down. Even after getting handed a pretty bad L last night, did not back down. He says, I speak truth. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to, I'm not going to back. I just, I, I, I tell truth, man. And they didn't like that a whole lot. So uh, big news could be coming. I wrote an article over the weekend. I don't know if you got a chance to read that, uh, JR, but I basically said that this is the biggest decision that Tony Patetti is, or Petiti is going to make maybe in his entire career as commissioner of the Big Ten, because number one, it sets, it sets for in motion the rest of his tenure. And number two, no matter what he does, he's going to make someone mad. He's either going to make the rest of the Big Ten school mad by doing nothing, he's going to make everybody everybody mad by being wishy-washy, or he's going to make Michigan mad by suspending Jim Harbaugh indefinitely. One of those three things are going to be happening, and someone's going to be mad. If I'm him and I've hit his shoes, I'd rather have one fan base mad at me than the entire Big Ten conference. Well, not, it- to, not to mention, Chris, not to mention – there are four schools about to join this conference that was my, who my are point. watching what he's doing. Yep. Go ahead, Chris. That was going to be my point. Uh, you know, he has to set a standard for those teams that are coming in as well. Um, not to say that any of their, their coaches would try a stunt like this, but you have to have the, the standard in place. You have to say, this is the way we run our business here. And, you know, I, I think it's unfathomable that the NCAA and we've talked about how toothless they, they really are Eric on this show so many times mm-hmm. They they were just going to let this go for all intents and purposes, despite the outcry from all the, all these other coaches around the country, <laughs> uh, despite the fact that they have all this evidence right there, they were just going to let this play out. They were going to investigate. No, they, they were going to turn a blind eye because they know that, for instance, Michigan and Ohio State, if they were to both make the college playoff, is a lot more money than bringing in, say, a TCU again. Um, now, obviously, TCU is not in the running, but you know, you know, you get my point. Sure, Michigan's money talks, a money man. maker, mm-hmm. um, and, and that, that's why I said my suggestion would be if if they weren't going to do anything. Everybody else that's uh, on a Michigan schedule the rest of the year should have just said, we're not going to go to the games. We're not going to show up. We're not going to play. You figure out how to reimburse all these fans who have put out that money. Yep. Yeah. You, you know? Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I, I think it's great to hear that the ADs are forcing Petiti's hand a little bit on this. Brian Oberst, who do you work for, JR? <laughs> <laughs> J- tell, JR uh, tell, tell everybody you know, what you do, who you are, and – um, how you came about this information. Yeah, so I'm with Big Banter Sports, the same, or you guys are with what, Fansided and Big Banter Sports. Uh, I'm with yep. Big Banter Sports. I do the Big Ten Huddle podcast, which means I cover just all the Big Ten. We do game recaps, previews, all those things of the entire Big Ten. And we have guests on from every school in the Big Ten as well. Um, how did I come across this information? So I, uh, so it's actually funny. At my church, I know somebody who her sister is the assistant athletic director at um, a school in the Big Ten. I can't say. Uh, but sh- her sister works there as the as- assistant athletic director. Well, her assistant athletic director's sister has gotten so tired of all this Michigan stuff. She really doesn't like Michigan like us. She doesn't work at Ohio State. Uh, but she doesn't like Michigan like us. And so she's just so sick and tired of seeing all the false information, everything out there, that she wants to be a source for somebody uh, to uh, get information to who puts information out there so that people are actually getting reliable information. Uh, and so for her, it was really, really hard to find somebody she trusted. Well, you know, I go to church with somebody who is her sister, you know, kind of put two together. Uh, we got in contact with each other, started talking and, uh, she felt like, you know, she could trust me to deliver a lot of this information in the right way. So, you know, I don't, and this is a little bit more information than what I can share, but I can't say it exactly. I will say this. Don't let it be a coincidence, okay? You guys know how the college football playoff rankings came out Halloween night, right? Tuesday. When did all the ESPN mumbo, humjo jumbo come out about Stephen A. Smith and all these guys wanting, you know, in Michigan to not play in the playoffs and a bull band, stuff like that? That all came out Wednesday. 
who runs the college football playoff committee basically because they have all the TV rights, ESPN. So again, I'm not saying anything for sure, but I will just say continue to look out how ESPN covers this because they are completely against the Big Ten. And fortunately for us in the situation, primarily against the Michigan, uh, but they just put two and two together. That's all I can say. Hey, hey JR, you better watch out. You hit yourself, hit yourself to that wagon there. Michigan lawyers are going to be calling you next. Yeah, right? <laughs> what do you know? I'll say, here's my DMs. <laughs> Read them. <laughs> I don't care. See, it, I could say this. It pays to go to church, people. See, there yeah. you go. Right? You get, you get good information. I would have never had my stories if I didn't go to Be church. careful taking advice from Eric. He's been contacted by some lawyers from Ohio State. So. I have. <laughs> I have. I, I, I'm, I've gotten some official letters before. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, that be, Chris, you enjoy that way too much, man. Uh, that being said, I got one more question, JR, and yeah. it's more of a more of a um, – more of a what I think happened, and I want to get your opinion of it. Here's what I think happened. I think after that that, that conference call, Tony Patetti went down to Ann Arbor. Now, he was already scheduled to go there for, like, field hockey or something yep, like that. Yep, that's correct. <clears throat> Has the meeting with President Ono. He requests to President Ono, hey, I want, I'm want i requesting of you to go ahead and suspend um, Jim Harbaugh for the rest of the season. and Or maybe even for two games. Maybe he said just two games which is what the rumor was. President Hono goes, no, we're not going to do that. Mm. Okay. Since you guys aren't going to do that, because he wanted to probably happen before the game Saturday. No, that we're not going to do that. Mm. Okay. Well, we're about to find out how much of a backbone he's got, because now someone stood up to him, and if he comes back by saying rest of the season indefinitely, and, and they could have had two games, it would – I feel like it blows up in their face. Do you think that my scenario might be right? Uh, so I can say this. President Ono was just completely defiant against Tony Petiti, and that did not sit well with Tony Petiti. Uh, there was a bridge that was burnt during this meeting. Uh, mm. Tony Petiti came in wanting to work with Michigan, wanting to, you know, kind of work together, figure something out. And what he was willing to compromise on, what right. not what he was going to suggest, but what he was willing to compromise on was two games after the Purdue game. Let Jim Harbaugh coach Purdue. And okay. then on Monday morning or Sunday night, we'll announce Jim Harbaugh suspended for two games because he also thought, look, this is, he'll still be able to coach against Ohio State. You know, all these things happen. Um, President Ono's posture, the way he spoke to Tony Petiti, um, the person I talked to said that it sounded like it was disrespectful to Tony Petiti. Mm -hmm. And that made Tony Petiti angry, I guess is the best way to put it. I don't, that's not what the person I talked to, the word they used, but that's the way I understand it is that it made Tony Petiti angry. And so when he went back to the presidents and said, you know, they're not going to take it, that kind of made the rest of the presidents just really, really angry as well. Cause they're like, dude, who are you? We're trying to work together for the big 10 here. And you're, you're so far up, you know, Jim Harbaugh's butt that you can't like, it's just it's does, it's who it's who Michigan is. Yes, yes. it's who they are. But do you guys feel like maybe there's something more here for them to want to die on this hill? Do you think there might be even more there than what we know? Well, shoot! This week we found out that they had hit a, a coach who tried to elicit uh, sex from a minor. Yeah, none That's of what, us knew about that till we, this week. We want to talk about second tweet on that right here. Second tweet on that. I mean, there, there is a total lack of institutional control, and I think it's from yes. the top down. Yes. When you hire a weirdo, down. when you hire a complete weirdo, what do you expect? Yep. What do you expect? This, this is this is who you, they are. You know, we talked about the fact that, you know, Eric and I, you know, we, we talked about the fact previously that this isn't going to set Michigan football back that far. It's not going. Yeah, I think I think we're at a point where we may the more that unravels. We may find that this does absolutely destroy this program moving forward for some time. Well, whether it does or not, we will find out. I suggest if you don't already, if you're not following him on X, 
do it. Big Ten huddle. Go follow JR. Uh, he's got his ear to the ground when it comes to big banter more than just about anybody else. He's covered it. He's been one of my sources that I've shared with you all. Great to have him with us. But we hey, and I'm a Buckeye. I'm a Buckeye. Yeah, right. a Buckeye. That's Real right. Real quick, one thing though, Eric, have you noticed? And I'm sure Jr's picked up on this. He's gotten to talk more the day more today than any time he's ever had me on his show. <laughs> this is true. That's this... kind of true, especially that Jordan episode with the yeah, the Maryland episode. Yeah, that one. That one, I felt like I was trying to, you know, manage chaos when my toddler has had too many cookies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, that's great. Sp- uh, Dylan, spoken like a true Purdue fan right here. Happy basketball season. <laughs> uh-oh, I think I just gave Boiler Express information for their podcast now. Yeah. All right. Uh, J- yeah, Dylan. Yeah. JR loved his episode with Eric and I. <laughs> that, that thing went off the rails fast. Surprisingly, Aaron was a lot more subdued than you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, he's uh, – he's, let's just say he's, totally he's been – good. Aaron has been military tra- militarily trained. Let's just I, put I like Aaron way. a lot. I had a good conversation with him before the episode. I like Aaron a lot. All right, guys. Let's jump into the game against Rutgers here. 30, what was it? 35-16, I think it was. 35-16. And felt really bad in the first half. Like, went into halftime trailing 9-7. Ooh. Looks like we're about to go down by even more, by two scores. And then... Bada boom, bada bing, pick six. Everything changed. Ohio State gained the momentum. We never really did click offensively. Greg Schiano did some things defensively that were really smart. He played too high safety and what they call clouding the outside to kind of blanket Egbuka and and, uh, Harrison. Forced Ryan Day to run the football. And we know, Chris, Ryan Day don't like to be forced to run the football. But they forced him to run the football, and, and they forced Kyle McCord to take all the underneath stuff. And he struggled with that. And he struggled with that. And it's because they don't practice that a lot. They are constantly practicing go downfield, go for the big play, foot the, you know, put your foot to the gas, pedal the metal, let's go. And Shiano knows that, and he played very well. But all that being said, Ohio State still comes away with a nice win. JR, you're the ho- a guest. I will let you go first. What are your initial thoughts of Ohio State's win? Well, I thought it was a lot closer than the score indicated. Oh, you know, yeah. They were up 9-7 at the halftime. And, I, man, I think there was like a portion of time where like literally 12 minutes went by and Ohio State only had the ball for 17 seconds when Kyle McCord threw that pick. Um, I was – I was nervous at that time. That's the first time this season where I've been nervous. Because if you listen to the Big Ten Huddle, I really do like Rutgers a lot. I think Rutgers is a really good team this year. I think Kyle Manungai is the real deal. Um, Chris is our resident Rutgers hater on the Big Ten Huddle. So uh, he he makes sure to get that known. But I, I really feel like Rutgers... And Greg Schiano, they they had what they needed to beat Ohio State this year. I'm not sure they could put it all together and play that perfect game. But boy, there at halftime, it seemed like they were playing about as perfect of a game as they could. Um, and Ohio State just didn't have the offense to answer. And it, it was a little scary for me. Chris? First of all, I do not hate Rutgers. All I said was... They were going to not get to eight wins this year. (laughs) Six wins was the best they could hope for and that they would lose their last four games. I'm not backing down from that. Okay. I guarantee you they don't win eight. They might beat Iowa, who's just so tremendously awful, but that's for another day. Uh, Eric, we've talked about it. They seem to do what they got to do. This is a defense-driven team, and offensively we're getting just enough and it is what they're going to give us is what we're going to take. Um, you know, McCord did not look exceptional. though. He threw. If you look at the stat line, other than the lack of yards, to look at the stat line, you'd think McCord had a decent game. Um, and honestly, he probably should have completed more passes than he did. Our receivers dropped some really there were, good passes. There were, a lot of, there were at least four drops I can remember. Yeah. Yeah. And, and honestly, Harrison's... <clears throat> I'll give Harrison his. That was thrown a little bit behind him. 
But Julian Fleming and, uh, you know, uh, the G, G drop. G Scott G. had Scott one. Dropped. Fleming had one. Even Agbuka had one that I can And then recall. Agbuka not getting to the sticks. I mean, little stuff like that. It's just, I, I don't get what's going on right now. But we did manage to scrape out a win. But I will also say this. If not for that pick six, if Rutgers goes in and scores. We're and talking can, different. We're talking can, about different games. And can yeah. control the ball, running the ball the way they did. I don't know that Ohio State comes out of there with a victory. Amazingly enough, did you guys know that that win was the first time ever in Ohio State history that Ohio State started a series with a team and won the first 10 games? They were 9-0 against Oregon and lost. You say, what about Maryland? They're 9-0 against Maryland. Maryland dodged us in COVID year, so they've only played them nine. You go back and look at every Big Ten team. Indiana beat us like the first five times we played them. Crazy. Like, you go back. Ohio State wasn't very good at football in the 1800s. Well, that's okay? when we were losing to, like, Oberlin. <laughs> we, Kenyon College. Say, Kenyon when you were playing College. YMCA's back then. Ohio Wesley. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, those games still when count we, in the record When we board. were playing an SEC schedule. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. So, crazy enough, that's the first time that ever happened. But, all right, you guys know the drill. Letter grade time. Offense and defense, put it in the chat. Let us know what you think, what letter grades you want to give the offense and the defense on the day. Chris, I guess I will start with you first. You want to go with offense or defense first, buddy? Let's go with the tough one. Let's go with the defense or the offense, Uh, rather. All right, offense, we had 189 passing yards, 139 rushing yards for a total of 328 yards yesterday. 6.0 yards per play, only 15 first downs. We were 6 of 12 on third down, 1 of 2 on fourth down. We possessed the ball for 24 minutes and 24 seconds and had one turnover. Chris, what's the letter grade? You know, I'm I'm torn between a B- and a C+. I'm going to go with a C+. Uh, You know, that's that's just not enough yardage. And honestly, if we don't have Travion Henderson in that game yesterday... God help us, because it. you look at this, I mean, we had like 328 yards of total offense. He had 200, or 326. He had 208 of those yards. He accounted for over half the offensive productivity. Um, McCord, I thought, yeah, he made some mistakes, but overall, he didn't look terrible. Um, the offensive line, I will say this, we didn't get a bunch of penalties, uh, you know, but again, I've got some issues with a few, few issues with play calling and just, you know, the, the drops that that's what did it for me. I think I'm with you. I have C plus, um, on my offensive grade as well. So that's two of us. JR, what'd you give him? I'm a little bit more optimistic than you guys. Uh, I, I gave it a B minus because I felt like the second half, the offense really turned into what they needed to be. Uh, I have been the biggest critic of Kyle McCord in the first half of anybody, uh, you know, out there. Cause I think, you know, put Kyle McCord out there in the first half and it's, you know, the Joe Bowserman show as far as I'm concerned. Um, but I, the way I look at it was they played terrible in the first half, but they did what they needed to do in the second half. Uh, they only had four drives in the second half and three of those four were touchdowns. So I do like that. This is a team that when they don't perform in the first half, they come back and they play well in the second half. I just, I want them to put it all together at some point. Uh, and so that's why I can't go any higher than a B minus. And guys, let's not forget Rutgers is a top 10 defense. I mean, they are not a joke and that's a top 10 defense after having played Ohio state and Michigan. And I yeah. think they gave up their very first 40-plus yard play, as we did as well, in yeah. this game. Uh, yes. So yeah. we both traded that. The first one we gave up was the old Fumble Ruski. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get me started. <laughs> leave, it, leave it to Greg Shiano hey, to play. I, play. Tip of, for years, kitchen sink. That's Greg Shiano's, you know, MO, you know? Pull it all out. Tip of the hat, man. You, you knew it was coming at some point. We all yeah. talked about it. So – All right, let's flip it to the other side of the football, the defense. So 
Defensively, the stats were not as great as they have been, guys. We gave up 129 passing yards, 232 on the ground for 361. That means if you're paying attention, we got outgained 361 to 328 in this game. Yards per play was 5.3. First downs allowed 22. We gave up 22 first downs. They were 4 of 13 on third down, however. Fourth down efficiency, one of three. Time on the field was 35 minutes and 36 seconds. And they did have that one big turnover. Guys, the red zone was the story of this football game. We were excellent in the red zone. We scored touchdowns every time. They kicked field goals and turned the ball over. That's the story of the game. My defensive letter grade for this game was a B plus. JR, what say you? Um, I was kind of low on the defense, so if I was giving it just a regular grade, I would say a B, but I also have to take into consideration that guys like Denzel Burke, Lathan Ransom were out in this game, so I'm going to give them an A- minus because it was a lot of younger guys, and I like the way Jermaine Matthews is playing. Oh, he's I, good. I, I love that kid. I yeah. think that he has everything, and I hear Jim Knowles talk about him at the press conferences, and I, I, you can tell when Jim Knowles talks about Jermaine Matthews, it's it's like he's talking about Tommy Eichenberg. There is just something about that kid that Jim Knowles loves, and I think he's going to do fantastic in this system in the future. He's already doing fantastic. Uh, but the reason why I give it a, a better letter grade as well is because I think Sonny Styles really showed out and played the way he needed to play to fill in for Lathan Ransom. Excellent. Yeah. Chris? Well, I'll tell you, for me, I actually also went with the A-. Yes, we gave up more rushing yards, but, you know, first of all, we were against the best running back in the Big Ten statistically right now. Um, also, uh, you look at it, we did give up a huge 45 yards of that run to the to the fumble Ruski. Um is that an excuse? No, but I, I, I think it calls for a little forgiveness. Um, I did not like the, um, the the penalties. The penalties obviously got to me a little bit. Um, but overall, I think they did a good job, as you mentioned, Eric, of keeping these guys out of the end zone. And I'll tell you what, his stat line doesn't show it. But my God, when we needed a play made, did Josh Proctor not just seem to come up every time we needed a big play made in this game? I mean, he's the one that laid the wood that uh, gave uh, Hancock that big interception, you know? So, yeah, I went with A-. I thought they they were playing against a, I think, very underrated and very solid Rutgers team that uh, you and I talked about this, Eric, I think arguably could be the third or fourth best team in the big 10 right now. Yeah, I, I, I actually agree with you. Um, sorry about that guys. I got distracted making sure we were live on, on rumble. We are, we're live on rumble. You're watching us on rumble. <laughs> well, Thank we you should very much. Be. <laughs> uh, offense. Larry Daniels says offensive letter grade is C defensive letter grade is a minus Jay Thompson offense. C minus defense B plus. Brian Ober says defense B plus, offense B, and I think I got through all of them. That oh, but, but my favorite has to be the guy who gave us a, a gave the uh, Chris Smith. Team. I there it is. I give the whole, two thousand and two plus. <laughs> Chris is speaking my love language there. Yeah, I've I've been saying I I don't know Jr. If you remember, because I know you watch our show too sometimes mm-hmm. when you have time. Um, I've said back in the preseason, I think during the Ohio State preview, I told everybody this team might be more 2002 than 2014. Man, I thought I thought that boy was I dead on him. I was yeah. dead on about that, man. I I kind of kind of wish I wouldn't have been so right now because it's been frustrating, but I actually, that was actually the first episode I listened to of you guys. I listened to that one, and I, as soon as I heard that, I thought to myself. I don't know if this guy knows what he's talking about. This is Ryan ah. Day. I mean, what are you talking about here? This is Ryan Day we're talking about. He's having a great quarterback and rely on defense. Yeah, who, who cares? And then I remember I thought back to that uh, during the Indiana game as I was sitting there in the stands with my dad thinking to myself, yeah, this team might have a really good defense. The offense might just suck. <laughs> so Sorry. <laughs> I'll give you your credit. Credit where it's due, Eric. I'll take it. 
I'll take it wherever I can get and, it. But since Travion's been back, we've at least been around that five yards per carry hey, mark. Hey, hey, you want to? I'm all right. You all want to see something scary? You've been watching Travion the last couple of weeks. Go back and watch some film of 2002. One Maurice Claret. Mm. I'm telling you, it's freaky similar how the the offenses kind of look at right there. So. Uh, all right, let's jump over to uh, our Buckeye leaves, guys, because I know we got a hustle. Jr.'s got a show to do here at at uh, nine o'clock, so we need to yep. make sure to get these in. All right, offensive player of the game, Travion Henderson. Any arguments? No. When you you account for more than fifty percent of the offense, you're a player of the game. Jr. I, I will say I I think Travion Henderson is the answer, but I also okay. want to give credit to this offensive line. This I think this was the best game this offensive line had all season, other than like maybe the Youngstown State Western Kentucky games. Um, I was really, really impressed with the run blocking. Donovan Jackson, I mean, if you guys go back and watch this game, there were certain times where he just got it to a Rutgers defender and just completely mauled him. I mean, th- there was no guy on that Rutgers defense that was ever going to take down Donovan Jackson. Uh, and so I, I just I want to point out the offensive line because I've been critical of him all year. But they did a good job today. So. No, Jay, I did not get Aaron's participation trophies this week. <laughs> uh, the great one. But uh, other than Simmons, Jr. Simmons, he he's. I mean, that guy's so early. Yeah. I'm not going to finish one as a come to my mind. He moves early there. every time. He's I mean, fast on everything. Yeah. yeah. I, I will yeah. say, I think we missed Moving Kate's on. cover a little bit in that. Uh, Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, we we, he, we definitely. He Scott had a few lookout blocks out there. Lookout on uh-huh. this block. Yep. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh yeah. Brian Obers, Trey Henderson, player of the game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Defensive sure. player of the game. Now this one, this one's a little bit more difficult, guys. I struggled with this one. Uh, I'll go ahead and tell you who I went with. I went with Ty Hamilton. Three of them were solo. He had a big, big sack. And he's played in games and he's he's played well, but for some reason I just felt his presence more. He was my defensive player of the game. Chris, who'd you have? I actually had Ty Hamilton as well. I mean, okay, like you said, six tackles, six tackles, a sack. That 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 was a big time sack and a big time mm-hmm. time in the game. Mm-hmm. So and, yeah. Uh, Chris, I'm with you. If he wouldn't have got hurt, I probably would have went with Proctor. That was a huge play, and he was playing well. He was um, playing very well. Stats just weren't there, unfortunately, for him. But stats don't tell the whole story. Yeah. Yeah. JR, who'd you get? Uh, I, mine actually, and I already talked about him earlier, Jermaine Matthews Jr. This guy played the second most coverage snap out of anybody who has defense. I am falling in love with junior as we speak and i'm sitting here thinking to myself maybe we're okay if denzel burke doesn't come back and i immediately kick myself and say no that's stupid but i just i think jermaine matthews jr is the real deal and i i just i loved what he did in this game real quick on that it's nice to have depth yeah. obviously and you're that was the starting corners next year because both of them are young matthews yeah. jr is a freshman and igbenosan is a sophomore and Hear me out. Igbenosan's brother, transfer portal, anybody? Tell you what, he looked pretty good against us. He did. He was everywhere. He did. He did. He looked better than Davison did. I I didn't think Davison looked great in this game. I, not that he looked bad, but he didn't look like his normal self. Playing playing at home in front of people, you know, in the home crowd and brothers team. And, I, you know, there could be some things there with that. Yeah. But I still love his – even when he gets a penalty, I still – I'm not mad at him because I love, that, physica- I love yeah. that physicality. So. Yeah. Well, I, I, I talked to somebody who is around the Ohio State program. They're not a coach or anything like that. But I talked to somebody who is around the Ohio State program, and they told me that what they've heard from him – or what he's heard from people in the program is that when Davison came in, it completely changed the secondary uh, hmm. with how they kind of operate because Davison, like he, he just led by example of like pushing up on every single receiver and the receivers were talking. They were like, man, this guy pushes every single time. And <laughs> Davison was like, <laughs> he was like, yeah, of course I am because you're really, really good. So I'm going to try to beat you off the ball. And it just kind of infected a lot of the other guys. Um, so I think that he's made a bigger impact this season than people realize. 
Defensive play of the game, Proctor or excuse me, Hancock pick six. Yep. Yep. Right? Any argument? No. Nope. Nope. Okay. Give Proctor Moving some on. love on that one too, Eric. You want me do you get get give Proctor a little bit of love for, for laying the he wood. Was, he was the ball he did he didn't. He didn't lay the wood. He avoided getting a targeting hit penalty is what happened. Well, he probably if should have go, gotten called. You're right. If he was, <laughs> and then he got, yeah. and then he got hurt for it. If he would have went in there, like we know he could, he would have ended somebody's career, maybe his own, because that would have been the most hellacious collision we might've seen yeah. all year. He let up and moved to the side and took it on the shoulder, took a helmet on the shoulder, which I wasn't sure if that's what the injury was, or if it was more concussed, I, I couldn't tell, but Pick six definitely is what the play of the game was. But, yeah, uh, Brian Oberst agrees with us. Yep. Uh, all right, the offensive play of the game. JR, I'll let you go first. This is our last one. Oh, I think it, anything that Travion Henderson did. <laughs> I, I don't know if there's a specific that I have in mind than just anything that he was able to do out there. I did really, I have, really like I did really, really like that back th- shoulder throw, which I'm not convinced Kyle McCord meant to do, to Marvin Harrison Jr. for that last touchdown. I, I really liked that one. Okay, so how about this? How about the 65-yard pass and run? Yep. Yeah. When he came, that was that was a huge play at that point of the game. Yep. And man, he almost took that to the house. Yeah. But the, to me, that play signified what 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 kind of day he had, Chris? What do you think? And I, I had that same play, Eric. I mean, okay. He he shook off tackles. He you know mm-hmm. he he showed that everything we love about him, the 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 burst. You know, we saw the burst, we saw the speed, we saw the moves, all of it on the way. Jr. Thanks you. Thank again so much for coming in. Where can everybody follow you? And when we're done with the show, head on over to the Big Ten Idol on YouTube. Big show tonight. JR is going to go over the Big Ten scores, all the happenings, and all of that juiciness he brought is going to be talked about, maybe even dissected a little more, possibly? Uh, a little bit. We're going to have some guys on. We have a Rutgers fan on, and then we also have a casual Big Ten on. I know who he's a fan of, but I'm not allowed to say. Uh, but he'll have some things to share with that as well. Wink, wink. You don't have any of Victor's Nation on when you're breaking this one down for him tonight, uh, JR? I, I asked all of them. They were all too scared, so... I, I ah! oh, just kidding. Shit. Just kidding. They had to work, and the one has a t- four-month-old twin. So, uh, oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, well, I couldn't be there. If he's looking for a babysitter, Connor's available. <laughs> he needs to make some extra money, huh? Fifty-five yeah. hundred, fifty-five thousand a year. Got to pay for them fifty-yard line uh, tickets somehow, man. Yeah. Hey, we're gonna take a quick commercial break. When we come back. We're gonna talk about Kyle McCord. Don't so hang around. Don't leave everybody. And then as soon as we're done with the show, head on over to the. Uh, Big Ten Huddle, and uh, enjoy what JR is going to be bringing to the table as well. So hang tight, everybody. The OHIO Podcast is brought to you by Mastermind. Mastermind specializes in 360-degree high-definition mobile video mapping, GIS integration, and traffic safety studies. Mastermind cares about traffic safety and keeping you safe on the roadway. Visit Mastermind at OnlineMastermind.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, and we are back, and uh, real quick here, we got Brian Ober saying same play, think he ran out of gas. I think so as well, um, and he also said great job, JR. Yeah, it was good to have JR on. Chris and I have both been uh, guests on his show multiple times uh, this season, and so it's really nice to be able to, to repay that favor, have him come on our show since he is an Ohio State fan, uh, and man, he brought some stuff that no one else has heard rest of the year going to be suspended coming down tomorrow or some point this week um that is the word that he has gotten from a source who is an assistant athletic director not at ohio state obviously not at michigan either 
uh, that that will be the ruling that uh, Tony Patetti is going to bring down. Chris, your reaction to that news, man? Well, I think it's a, a measured response. I, I do. I do too. Um, I think it's get, fair. I think it's very fair. I think that given everything that we are hearing coming out, Eric, like I said, this is a university that has totally lost control of its program. Um, and the university president, like I said, for him to stand his ground there and double down um, that hard to keep Jim Harbaugh happy makes me think that, A, Harbaugh has more on the program than what uh, we know. But just in general, I think there's a lot more problems within that program than what we know. Uh, so, but, but as it directly relates, I think this is the kind of measured response that, uh, the big 10 coaches and coaches around the nation were looking for. Um, it it makes a clear statement that cheating the game is not going to be tolerated. I mean, and again, you know, I've heard people say, well, you know, I'd rather have Michigan on the field or I'd rather have Harbaugh lose to Ohio state the, the right way. You know what? That would be great. But the fact is, I think this is what needed to happen. And and honestly, um, I think it puts into question, I mean, the last two years in general. The success over the last two years really comes into question. Now, especially if they come into Ohio State and they struggle and lose. Listen. Listen, Chris. You, you know, this is this is a good Michigan team. We're, we're they not, are. They're not a bad team. No. No. They don't. They didn't need to do this. No. Especially against Michigan State's and Purdue's. Exactly. I mean, if you're gonna, not that it's right, but if you're gonna get an up, go after an edge, go after an edge against Ohio State and Georgia. Mm. And hey, a little piece of advice. Maybe you ought to look for that edge against TCU. But that's neither here nor there. That's history. Yeah. But for them to be cheating. To win against really, in, I mean, I hate to say it, but inferior opponents, it's just, I'm not sure whether it's more arrogance or stupidity they thought that they, get, they could get away with it. Exactly, exactly. Uh, Larry says, way too many dollars at stake at, uh, in the Big Ten to risk such a scandal to linger. I can make the same argument the other way, though, um, that I would say, Larry, Ohio State is crossing, or excuse me, the Big Ten is crossing their fingers and hoping Ohio State takes care of business. Yeah. For their sake, uh, when it comes to the dollars thing. But you do make a good point, though. You don't want to, you don't want this to linger. You get that money. And then what if the NCAA, from, from winning a national championship that goes to the conference that they divvy out, and the NCAA comes back and says, you guys got to pay that back. Right. Right. You got to pay back. You have to pay back all that CFP revenue, the mm-hmm. television revenue that you've been uh, sucking up, you know? Uh, let's see. Jay says TTUN played chicken with the new commissioner and he had to stand up to them or every yeah. school in the conference would try to bully him going forward. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. That's right. Uh, Chris says, let's not forget what MSU did to them with Walker. They needed to. I think he's referring to uh, Michigan State as far as a few years back when they had Walker. And, and I don't know, did they beat Michigan? Yeah, they did two years ago, didn't they? Yeah. Well, yeah, uh, yeah because when um, oh, What's-His-Face came in as the head coach, he beat him right off the bat. Yeah, Tucker. Yeah. Tucker beat him right off the bat. So, yeah, Chris, yeah, you actually make a good point there, Chris. Um, they weren't exactly beating everybody in the Big Ten. So, um <clears throat> Brian says, "I would be, I would not be surprised if Penn State wins this weekend by at least two scores, Ooh. and then end of the year, and we find a way to win by two scores. Boy, I sure hope so. I, I hope, hope so, so, but I, that actually would surprise me. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. It's like you said, they are a talented group of athletes. All right, guys, <clears throat> let me see if I can find the comment up here that relates to what we are about to talk about." Brian Oberst, Kyle McCord did okay, and nerves may have gotten to him playing in his hometown. This is, you know, Kyle's dad played for Rutgers, uh, so there there is that uh, to talk about. But 
Um, I threw out yesterday a poll on both Facebook and Twitter, and I took the Twitter results because they actually show how many voted where the Facebook results don't show, and we had a few more on Twitter than we did Facebook. But overall, we had almost 400 people participate between the two social media sites in this poll. So we got a really good, and the results were very similar on both. We got a very good pulse on what the fan base views when it comes to Kyle McCord. And we're going to talk about that for the remainder of the show. Here is the poll and the results that we had. So the poll question was this week's poll question, Ohio state is winning dot, dot, dot. Here were your options because of Kyle McCord with Kyle McCord or despite Kyle McCord. Obviously in third with only 3.8%, which is probably, I'm guessing by that number, six people, six or seven people said because of Kyle McCord. Um, Chris, how's, I'm trying to figure that out. The only thing I can figure. How could you, could anybody, they, they are taking, could someone make an argument for me, Chris, I'm about, I'm going to, I'm going to play devil's advocate. I want you to debate me here. I want you to make an argument for Ohio State is winning because of Kyle McCord. Can you do that? Uh, my argument would be this, Eric, and and it's the reason I said they're winning with instead of in spite of. Uh, McCord does have excellent second halves, it seems like, regularly. And honestly, and this is the only thing I can figure is where they were coming from was Without Kyle McCord's drive against Notre Dame, we don't win that game. That last drive against Notre Dame is what they're hanging their hat on. It's all I can figure. I would say that's why we're winning with Kyle McCord is because he has come up with a couple big drives. He does have good second-half statistics. But I don't think we're winning because of Kyle McCord. I just can't – I can't say that. He just – he's not consistent enough or having big enough numbers – for us to say we're winning because of Kyle McCord. Yes, he is the second leading passer in the Big Ten. But you know what, Eric? Let's take a look at the quarterbacks around the Big Ten. Not very good. They suck. They suck. Call it what it is. We've got McCord, who's, I think, pretty decent. He's Drew, not Drew, great. Drew Aller's a year away, just like Kyle Drew, McCord. You could make Drew that Aller's, argument. Drew Aller's decent. I think McCarthy is the most overrated player in college football. I think he's decent. Um, but not great. Uh, you know, as I look around, I still think that if you had to tell me to take one quarterback in the Big Ten, pick one to to run with, I, I still think Tua or Tua's little brother there, uh, Talia, is probably still the, at least arguably the best quarterback in the Big Ten. Uh. I, and even then, I don't think that there's a quarterback in the Big Ten that is winning because – or a team in the Big Ten that's winning because of their quarterback. I just don't think there's a quarterback that great out there in the Big Ten this year. Is it more Ryan Day holding him back or McCord needing a half to adjust in the second half? I, I hope it's that, that Day's holding him back, but if he is, I have to ask why. Why in the hell would you be holding this kid back, he holding him back if he has the ability? I don't think so either. We've seen it, Eric. The kid has problems with his mechanics. He's always throwing off the back foot. As we've talked about with the the, the fumbles, he's holding the ball wrong. He's you know he needs to get that ball up. He, he's just he he his decision making process I think is questionable. I mean, if you look at all the grounding calls that we've had, uh, you know he. He does not look off his receivers when he's running through progressions, and rarely does he make it past the second guy in his progressions. He just doesn't have good fundamental mechanics for, for a quarterback. Now, is he a terrible quarterback? No. Is he a teachable quarterback? I think so. Does he definitely have some talent? I, I think that it's in there. But until we fix the very basic mechanics that, that he needs to play at this level for this team, he's never going to achieve any level of greatness. 
Yeah, Larry, I agree with you. I think uh, C.J. Stroud is is the he's the auto rookie of the year. I don't think anybody's even going to come close to dethroning him. As long as he stays healthy, he's going to win that. <clears throat> Another Connor Stallions joke at you, Chris. On the glasses. You know, you know what? Just so y'all know, all these jokes, I'm keeping track of them right here on my clipboard, and I'm going to share those with Eric after the game or at, or at halftime. You know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's what I think is going on. Uh, and before before I answer that, let's get to the second point. 41%, Chris, of this fan base thinks we are winning in spite of or despite Kyle McCord. That's high. It is, and I again, I disagree because I do think that he has had – he's had a factor in some of our wins. So that's why I say we're winning with him as opposed to because of him or despite him. He definitely has had an impact in some of those games. Like I said, Notre Dame, perfect example. He had ice water running through his veins on that last drive. Mm -hmm. If we don't have him in there, I don't know that we win that one. I'm not saying we wouldn't if we had a different quarterback, but – who? Uh, you, you never know, right? Who? He won he won the quarterback competition for a reason. That's right. He run he won that battle he for He was the reason. best one that we had at that point. And Do you know, do you know how many snaps thing. do you know how many snaps Lincoln Kinholtz has has taken this year? About a half dozen. I think it's zero. He I can't had remember. cleanup duty somewhere. I can't remember to one time he's been in to take a snap. I thought he got into one game and took a snap. Or two. Let us know in the comments him. if you remember Lincoln Keenholz taking a snap. I don't even remember but, him taking a snap. But here's the thing. McCord is, like like I said, at the, that point of the season, he was our best option. At this point of the season, guys, let's face it, he's our only option, and you cannot switch quarterbacks at this point of the season. So you ride with what you've got. Get on board with it. Support the kid, and let's hope he can get out there. And you know, but I will say this: I'm starting to question our quarterback coach a little bit because it's a mechanics issue. Yes, you, you heard what I said. Who Ryan Day? Yes, it's a mechanics Cause, issue. Cause we all know that Urban's son-in-law is not, even though he's the quarterbacks coach. Well, he is the quarterbacks coach, so it he's the one I'm going to throw in the bus Day. first. And and, and I'll, I'm going to call How him on this. Hold on. Time it's out. The fun Time out. It's How can you fun... question Ryan Day when he his protege is just lighting up the NFL as a rookie? You know what? Let's look at his previous two protégés. Okay, now, let's do that. Let's take Dwayne Haskins. Rest awesome. in peace. And he got to the NFL. What did he do? That was not Ryan Day's fault. That was Dwayne Haskins' now, immaturity, wait minute, dude. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That was – it wasn't okay. – a. That was okay. not about well, that wasn't about his his talent. That wasn't about his skills. It wasn't about uh his any anything to do with being a quarterback outside in between the lines. It was Jer- all outside of the Justin lines. Fields. I can make the argument that just <clears throat> excuse me, that Justin Fields is inability to be successful in the NFL has do, has more to do with the franchise that drafted him than who he is. So could it not be that the coach or C.J. Stroud's natural talent is what's helping him to succeed and not so much Ryan Day? It's some of it. It's absolutely some of it. Here's but the you, thing. You can't sit there and tell me that all of a sudden Ryan Day has forgotten how to coach quarterbacks. Well, you know what? When I see his quarterback throwing 50% of his passes off of his back foot, throwing the ball into the ground before it gets back to the line of scrimmage, not getting through his progressions, not doing the basic things that make a quarterback a quarterback. It's just, I, I someone is to blame for the, there being almost a regression in his play. And yeah. at times that there's a regression in his play, he comes out very flat every game. Extremely. 
you know, that that is that that's an issue. If it was happening once in a while, okay. I'm going to put it solely on the court if it's happening once in a while. Yeah. Brian, but it's Brian, not. It is Brian, a consistent issue. Brian Oberst coming to my defense. Haskins was on a bad Washington team. Fields was on a bad team as well. Bryce Young, awesome in college. Bad NFL team. Yeah, well, I don't, the only the only team that might have a worse history of quarterbacks in the NFL than Ohio State is Alabama. Not recently. You got oh yeah, Mac Jones. He's a he's Tua, a winner. Tua in Miami. Tua doing... from Tua from Oklahoma. You mean? Tua what? went to Tua. Tua went to... No, Tua... oh, no, no. That's that's Hurts that went to Oklahoma. Yeah, Jalen Hurts. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I I... Think I, it was it was the wrong idiot that I was thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're all the same. <laughs> Oh, Jay's, look at Jay. McCord's problem is McCord isn't a very good quarterback. I, and and that's possible. Then that goes back to the guy who recruited him. He could have had J.J. McCarthy. True statement. I don't know if that would have been any better. True statement. I still so think here's, he's the most overrated Here's, guy here's what's going on in closing. It's 9 o'clock. I, I, uh, for those who want to go over the Big Ten huddle, I want to wrap this up so you guys can go check that out real fast. Here's what's going on in this last week's game. Now, let me give McCord some respect here. He had zero fumbles, zero intercept. Uh, he had one interception, but zero fumbles, zero surroundings. So we made it. We made improvement there. Did have that one interception. It was a bad ball. Bad pass. Got to get that thing over. That being said, I don't think Ryan Day's game plan helped him. It took Ryan Day too long to adjust to what Shiana was doing defensively. And, 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 and Ryan Day admitted this in his postgame press conference that at halftime they regrouped and they admitted, hey, we have to stay true to the run game because they're giving it to us. And McCord, take everything underneath because that's all they're giving us. They're not giving us anything deep or in, intermediate. Take all, dump it off, keep dumping it off, keep dumping it off. Keep running the ball and dumping it off. That's going to be our offense in the second half. And it worked. Yeah, but you know what's funny, Eric, is do you remember where McCord showed the most in the season? And those in preseason? Short pass. Those, 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 you know, 10 to 20 yard routes. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, honestly, that was kind of – give Shiano credit. He knew that. He knew no that. Way. And, and it was brilliant. Could we land Arch Manning if he enters the portal? No way. Let me tell you why. The next Justin Fields is going to be here next year. Yeah. Air Noland is – I am I am in love with Air Noland's game. Go watch his film. It is uncanny. It, if you were to hold a mirror up to Justin Fields and Justin Fields became left-handed in that mirror, that's Air Noland. It is unbelievable in fact i'll go as far as to say he's a better thrower of the football than fields yes. was in high school now justin might be a little bit better with his feet than aaron nolan is but not by much so i'm going to i'm going to go out on a um <clears throat> i'm going to go out on a limb and say that aaron nolan might be a better recruit coming out of high school than what justin fields was but yeah, why do eyeballs say and, and let me tell you i've watched Aaron Nolan, you know who he reminds me a lot of, and yeah, some some of you people may not know who this is because it goes back a few years. He looks a lot like Steve Young, hmm. but more athletic, which is kind of scary because Steve Young was pretty athletic. Yeah. Good discussion, guys. We will be back this week. Chris and I will be previewing the game. Aaron returns next Sunday night, I believe, from a week being at guard. Um, uh, by the way, there is another Heisman wide receiver. Another. Oh, yeah. Harrison. Uh, Marvin has a little brother. Yes. Did you know that? Who, who wants to go to Ohio State from what I oh, hear? Oh, man. And, and, and Mar Marvin says he's better than he was at that age. Yeah. That's scary. That's sick, dude. Oh, man, that's sick. <laughs> so, anyways, we'll have Chris and I will be previewing Sparty. Spartan Dog from the Bacon Wire podcast will be joining me Tuesday Everything's night. Everything's better so. with bacon. 
everything, man. Everything's better with bacon. And he will be joining me Tuesday night, so be on the lookout for that video Tuesday night. Chris and I will be previewing uh, the rest of uh, Michigan State versus Ohio State for this week, so be on the lookout for that. Make sure you follow JR from Big Ten Huddle on the X to forget to get all that juicy stuff that's going to be landing down this week from the Big Ten. Head on over to his show right now. And that's all we got. Thanks so much for coming in, everybody. We appreciate it. We'll see you all next week. Be kind to one another. I owe someone's OH. Seeing Carmen Ohio with all your heart. OH. I owe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.